Have you ever correctly had a gut feeling to dislike someone who, on the surface, was a cool person that everybody else liked? What's that story? Content warning. A lot of these are going to involve a lot of inappropriate assault and some underage stuff. So if you're not comfortable with that, probably best to avoid this video. City Council hired another medic. Older dude with long hair, not that that matters. He was new to the scene, recently completing the course. Guy was awesome to hang out with. Went to the bar with the younger EMTs, played video games, etc. At first, I thought he was cool, but as I observed his work, I was his superior and did his probationary eval, I noticed something was off. At the private council meeting, I spoke openly about this in his 30-day review. I stated something was off. He didn't seem like a people person and generally the type that would do this job. They said that I had no grounds to state that he wasn't suited and that he did his job as described. I countered with the fact that when caring for people, being a people person is an unwritten rule and that doing your job without caring leads to mistakes, and in our job field, a mistake means death. They weren't having it, so I finally said, look, in this job field, you need to learn to read people, and I'm telling you that something isn't right here. City council told me that basically I was jealous because he got along with the EMTs. Honestly, I could care less. I'm not in this job for them. Fast forward a month and I get a call from an ER about an hour from us. They said that their report said the patient was administered 80 milligrams of drug X. The patient denied receiving it, and since they couldn't figure out why the heck the medic would have even given it, they ran a tox panel on him which showed that he did not receive it. The doc told me normally he'd let it slide as an error and ask me to speak to him about accuracy, but he felt something was off. I thanked him and after hanging up, pulled the trip sheets. Right in the run report, it has the drug, the amount given, and the time. I pulled up the narcotics log. It showed drug given and replenished along with the tag numbers. Next, I called a friend of mine who was a local cop and was off duty at the time. He came over and I opened the other medic's narc box. Sure enough, it had been opened and replaced. We then went through his logs for the past two months he had been working and located at least 12 times drugs had been given when probably not needed. I called the ER doc back and explained to him, and his exact quote, Here's my personal phone number and our lawyer's number. I'll fax you over a written statement along with the test results. I'll see if we have anything on other patients he brought in. My buddy then called dispatch to tell the council members there was an emergency at the station and they need to come in. When they got there, we showed them all the evidence and what we suspected. Within 15 minutes, we not only had the DA approval, but also a judge sign an arrest warrant. Turns out the dude admitted to having a 20-year painkiller addiction. He ran out of sources, so he figured being a medic would give him easy access. He even told the judge he was worried that he would have killed someone just for the meds. At the trial, I was asked for what resolution I wanted. I told the judge, being a paramedic, I've seen how drugs change a person and that I don't hold him fully responsible. On my recommendation, he got three months in a locked drug rehab facility, followed by six months of house arrest. Four years later, the dude is clean and runs a fundraiser to help raise money for the END to provide anonymous Narcan services and drug awareness programs. Today, this guy will be an honored member of my crew. Addiction literally changes people. The end result is I now am solely responsible for hiring the medics, reviewing, and dismissal. I no longer need to justify to counsel why someone was dismissed. This job is one where a gut feeling decides someone's fate. Sometimes our gut instincts are only sort of right. When I was in 7th grade, there was this girl who was really quiet and sort of creepy. And she smelled. Like crap. Literally. She wore these odd dresses that looked like pioneer dresses. Homemade. And she was just, well, 
creepy. No one talked to her. People tried to avoid sitting next to her. We all gossiped about her as being the epitome of creepiness. Then one day, she was gone. Didn't come to class. The next day, it was all over the news. The police had arrested these horrifically abusive parents who were neglecting and abusing their daughter and who had kept their younger son locked in a cage his entire life and never fed him. The younger boy was kept alive by, you guessed it, his older sister. The police were led to the house by neighbors' complaints about the stench. So this poor, smelly girl was suffering abuse from her parents and all the while sneaking food and water to her little brother who was literally locked in a cage for years upon years, keeping him alive and then coming to school where she would be avoided and mocked behind her back and sometimes humiliated. She was a weirdo, and our guts all told us there was something wrong there. But she was a freaking hero. Never heard what happened to her after the parents were arrested. Hope she recovered. I never trusted my ex-BF's uncle. I just knew he was trouble and had issues with him visiting or my ex visiting him. He was arrested in Florida last year for production and selling meth and hosting a prostitution ring out of his home. Later learned the ex partook in all the activities at his uncle's home. Apparently my gut was right about the uncle, but not about my ex. My snake did. I had the sweetest, chillest ball python who never nipped or hissed or reared up or anything. She'd just curl up with you and hang out. One day, a friend brought over some of his friends, and all of a sudden, my snake went nuts, standing straight up in her tank and hissing at one of the guys. A couple of weeks later... That dude robbed my house while I was out of town. R.I.P. Guinevere, a good snake. Interviewing a guy for a job. Something doesn't feel right, but my interviewing partner really seemed to like him. We get to his portfolio of work, and I see my side project that I worked on alone as one of his websites. So I start asking him questions about it, what challenges he had, how the client was, etc. I let him go on and on. Then I say, I have to level with you. This is my work. You are showing me my own work. Look at the source near the footer. It has my website in the comments. He went ghost white and I just sat there. After that, I coached him a little on how not to suck and he left. We called the contract agency that sent him and let them know. My sister's first husband. I was five when they got married and I only actually met him a few times in person because they lived on the other side of the country. My family really loved him. He was charming, athletic, smart, handsome, financially secure, and seemed like a great dad when they had kids. Plus, he was never anything but nice to me. But I always sensed something shady about the guy. When I was in the fifth grade, I remember getting in huge trouble for a class assignment, an essay describing our families, in which I described him as a bad person, pretty much word for word, quote, there's something I just don't like about him. It was one of the only times I got spanked as a child. Well, fast forward a couple of years, and my parents discovered that he'd been abusive to my sister and the kids almost the whole time. They ended up divorcing, and he has proven to be a complete sociopath ever since. He hadn't paid a dime in child support, despite being well off enough to buy a new luxury sports car every few years, and uses their two kids, who are now teenagers who know he's full of crap, to play mind games with my sister, bringing her to court for full custody, knowing he won't win due to his past, just to cause her inconvenience and rack up legal fees for her. Just as an example, he also has refused to let the kids fly out to visit our side of the family a few times for no reason whatsoever. He's a jerkwad, a narcissist, a complete sociopath, and somehow, 10-year-old me was able to sense it before anyone else in the family. My mom brought her new boyfriend over the house one time for me to meet him. He weirded me out. 
I can't tell you why, but I didn't like him. Maybe it's because he was a 35-year-old man who wore visors. Friendly and funny guy who my family liked. A year into their relationship, he beat the crap out of my mom and stole her dog. Probably the closest I've come to an assassination attempt. Edit 1. I didn't go after him as not to implicate my mom. Also, we got our dog back. Edit 2. Yep, he's in jail. My childhood best friend's mother's boyfriend. He creeped me out and I hated being over at her house when he was there. Her family went on a ski trip with mine and my parents both thought he was great, funny, charming, etc. They didn't understand why I didn't like him. Years later, my best friend told me that he inappropriately abused her starting when she was about nine. I probably was picking up on her fear of him. So my husband has this cousin, Jason, and he loathes them, always has since he was a small child. There are stories about my husband trying to beat Jason when he was five. It was so bad that as an adult, my husband refused to attend any family gatherings that Jason would be out of the fear that he would beat the living crap out of him. Nobody could ever figure out why my husband hated his cousin so much. He had never done anything to him, and my husband is the most laid-back and friendly person I have ever met. He genuinely likes everyone, except for this guy. I never understood it myself, never having met Jason, and any time I would ask my husband about it, he would always say, I freaking hate that kid. He's not right. Jason was pretty well-liked throughout the family, so my husband's position caused him to catch a lot of crap from other family members. I finally got to meet Jason a few years ago at my brother-in-law's wedding, and I saw right off what my husband was talking about. To the casual observer, there was nothing tangible that Jason did that he could put your finger on, but something was off. He would laugh and smile, but the smile didn't go all the way to his eyes. His eyes were just flat and empty, unless he was looking at the girls at the wedding. And when I say girls, I mean children under 10. When he looked at those girls, his eyes lit up with this sick little light. You know how someone who hasn't eaten in a long time looks when they finally get a meal they love set in front of them? That's how Jason's eyes looked when he looked at those little girls, like he was hungry and they were his meal. About two years ago, Jason's dad married a woman with two young daughters. Jason went off and volunteered to babysit. About a year ago, Jason was arrested and convicted of forcing himself on both of those little girls multiple times. Screw you, Jason. I wish my husband had beat you, you creepy son of a gun. When I played high school football, we had an equipment manager who had been doing the job for decades and was absolutely adored by the community. Guy was in his 70s or 80s. One day, I'm ready for a game early, so I head out to the bus that's taking us. I see him loading stuff up, so I offer to help him load a few things. Once we're all loaded on the bus, he walks to me in the back, because I was a cool kid, and hands me a hostess cupcake in front of everyone as a thank you. He handed me the cupcake, looked me in the eye, and this sense of dread just falls on me. I have no idea why, and everyone's looking at me, so I act normal. I eat the cupcake, because I was, and still am, fat, and will eat any cupcake you hand me, and just kind of write off the feeling. That summer, he was arrested for inappropriately assaulting some 15-year-old girl. I'm pretty sure they thought he did more, but couldn't prove it or something. While in the army, we moved into a new house in upstate New York. We were being neighborly and talked to a guy across the street. He had five kids, no wife, he also had multiple neighborhood kids playing in the yard. He told us we can always send hours over. He gave us both this horrible feeling, so we smiled and got out. About a year later, my wife told me, I was in Kandahar, that his kids were taken from him. He had been touching them at least ever since his wife died. About 15 years ago, I worked in a small office, mostly men, all who I really liked. 
A new guy started one day, and instantly I had a bad feeling about him. I don't even know exactly why I felt that way, and all the other people seemed fine with him, so I did my best to be polite and find things to talk to him about. I was in my mid-30s, he was about the same or a little older, and we both had young sons, so I was able to find some common ground. Apparently he and his wife didn't live together, she might have been back in his home country, but I could never shake that bad feeling. A year or so later, I had left the company to have my second son, and a friend who had taken my place there called me one morning and said, Did you read the paper today? That man had been arrested in another state, apparently having been set up by an FBI sting online, where he had been chatting with who he thought was a 13-year-old girl and was meeting up with her. In the trunk of his car, they found a video camera and rope. I worked as a CNA in a nursing home during slash right after high school. We got a new guy that made a lot of mistakes and obviously had some cognitive impairments. I'm not sure what was wrong exactly, but it was obvious that he was mentally slow. Leaving a patient with the feeding tube laying flat, increasing their chance of aspirating food into their lungs, for example. On several occasions, I complained about him to our supervisor and also vented to my coworkers that I just did not feel right about him. Everyone accused me of not having any compassion. They said he was slow, but that he would get it and I should be more understanding. They all thought that I was being judgmental because of his disability, but it felt like more than that to me. One night, another CNA went to answer a call light and walked in on him forcing himself on an elderly bedridden woman. He didn't even stop, just held eye contact with the coworker until he was finished. This all happened over 15 years ago. He went to jail, obviously, but I saw him in Walmart last summer, so he is out now. I sure hope he is never able to work in a position to take advantage of vulnerable people ever again. Yes, but I suppressed it so quickly and fast because I felt like it was horribly ungracious since she was being so friendly. Over the next couple years, she became my closest friend in the new town I had moved to. Then the following couple years, it vacillated between being close but just feeling like she really didn't want me around or was messing with me a little bit. Turns out she was having an affair with my husband and was literally intentionally driving me crazy. There was a man that would walk around my neighborhood with samurai swords on his back. He also had a golden retriever that would follow him everywhere. As children, we were always intrigued by the swords and obviously wanted to pet his dog as well. He would never let us and yelled at us if we got too close. I'm at Chevron getting some gas and 20 cop cars surround a man by the dumpster. Turns out, this guy had just killed a woman in the woods of North Carolina, chopped her into pieces, presumably with the samurai swords, and was dumping the bloody clothes in said dumpster. His name was Gary Michael Hilton, and he's presumed to be the killer involved with numerous other backwoods murders throughout the southeast. This one's going to be a long story, and is going to involve a lot of non-consensual content, but it will be the last story. My stepfather. He's my mom's third husband. Mom met him at a bar, a country bar she used to go dancing at, and saw him there for a while before deciding to introduce him to her kids. He took us all out to dinner that night, and we had a relatively good time. Then we all went back to the house. We weren't home long before I heard him and my mom giggling in the hallway, and suddenly I just felt sick. I was about 12 at the time, by the way. I'm not sure what it was, but suddenly I just hated this guy. My mom asked what was wrong, and I just said I didn't feel good and went to my room. Imagine the surprise of all of us kids when we woke up to see that this guy was still there. He moved in that very night. I tried to make the best of a bad situation, though I avoided him for some time. No more than a week later, he offers to brush my hair for me. We're all in the living room watching TV. I'm hesitant at first, but my mom encourages me. 
Apparently, he had sisters and knew how to brush girls' hair. I kept my hair about waist length back then, and it was a pain to get the knots out, so I caved and let him brush my hair. He just brushed it, no big deal. So when he offered other times, I let him. Then one day, he offered while no one was there. Because my hair was so long, why don't I sit up on the edge of the chair in front of him? Oh, hey, would you like a back rub? I rub your mom's back all the time. I should mention this wasn't my first interaction with the perv, and I actually was very bothered just by being that close to someone. I hated being touched back then, but because everyone obviously liked this guy, I told myself I shouldn't cause any problems. Next thing I know, he says, Can I rub down a little further? In front? It's your decision. You're completely in charge here. Thank God I had the courage to say no. I avoided him for ages after that and didn't have the sense to tell my mom or my brothers. This guy proceeds to find ways to get both of my older brothers out of the house by the time I'm 15. He goes long periods of time, seeming to be a perfectly good guy, and then out of nowhere hits me with something pervy and horrid. Sophomore year comes up and we get our class rings. Well, these rings are not cheap, and we've always been fairly poor. My mom says I have to ask Jerk, name changed, not so obviously, for the money. I ask him to buy my class ring, and he says, what's in it for me? I go silent. My mom is right there. She innocently says, she can bake you a cake. I'm good at baking. He's quiet for a while and has to think it through. Then he says, okay, but there are rules. I forget what all the rules were, stupid stuff mostly. But his final rule was, if you lose this ring, you get naked. What? This is an expensive ring. It's a lot of money, so you better not lose it or you get naked for me. My mom tells him to stop but only half-heartedly. When I tried to talk to her about it later, she says, well, I guess you better not lose it. At that point, I kind of figured I couldn't count on my mom for help. Over the years, I've learned she was messed with a lot when she was younger and has convinced herself that all men are this way. I love my mom to death, but it kills me that she believes this. He's never stopped being a total jerk. I lived with them until I was 20. I was very shy and having a job was very hard for me. I tried moving in with my oldest brother to help him take care of his kid, but after three months I was asking to come home and once again got the what's in it for me response. I got to hear all about how he'd lived the past few years just for me and mom, bought us a house and everything, and how ungrateful I was. I came back to what was essentially a prison. I had my nephew with me at first as my brother was going to give my mom custody of him. That is, until my stepdad got mad at him and kicked him hard. A three-year-old little boy who hadn't done anything more than annoy him, probably by making noise. So mom calls up my brother and tells him to come get him because she's afraid to have him around my stepfather. Then, once he's gone, she convinces herself that he never did that. Finally, I met my first boyfriend. By this time, I'm 20. I had gotten two part-time jobs and he worked at one of them. I was hanging out at his house a lot and my stepdad got jealous. He decided to give me a curfew of midnight and said if I break it, then I'm out of the house and can't ever come back unless I sleep with him because he knows I can't be a virgin anymore. I was, so there was no excuse now. I cried at my boyfriend, and he told me I could come live with him. This was after we'd only been seeing each other for about three weeks. That night, I didn't go home. My stepfather called me and screamed, called me stupid, and I screamed back and told him how he'd made my life a living hell. An hour later, he and mom pulled up with this truck full of all my stuff that he could put in it. He took my car because it was mom's and dumped my stuff right there, telling my boyfriend I was his problem now. I will never forget the smirk on my mom's face when she hugged me and I apologized for everything. She said she wasn't mad at me at all, but was proud. Apparently, 
I'd had the guts to do what she couldn't. Of course, not long after I left, he finally proposed to her and they got married. It's screwed up to realize that the reason your stepfather didn't marry your mom is because he wanted a shot at you first. Anyway, this is way longer than I meant it to be, but the point is that everyone who meets this jerk loves him. They don't know who he is, just that he's personable and relatively smart. But I never forget that first night when for no apparent reason, I just felt sick at the thought of him. Edit. There was an update post somewhere in the comments. It was too long for me to post here, so I just did it as a reply. The TLDR is, no, I'm not with that boyfriend anymore, but we were together seven years. Yes, mom is still with this jerk, but I never see him. She's afraid to leave him, but now that it's just the two of them, she sees it as her being the only one who has to tolerate his crap, and she's willing to do that for what she sees as financial security. She visits by herself, and no one questions why we don't go visiting there.